It was a very cruel scene, executed in an unusual manner. Hey, Cruel Coven. Hi, dearly beloved. This is Cruel and Unusual, the podcast. I'm Katie. I'm Tori. Every headline lately this year in 2020 2020 sounds like it came straight from the onion.com and we're just gonna tell you a few of them oh for this my week god well okay well first of all kanye west is running for president there's still a pandemic still that people are just pretending isn't happening because it's a coping mechanism we're not wearing masks why <laughs> wear your fucking mask wear it wear your goddamn yeah. mask monuments are getting removed that should be removed that should have been removed a long time ago we just need um we just need to keep it going keep it moving keep these names trending because i saw that a few of the names that we're trying to fight for justice for fell off the trending Mm -hmm. list and that's a big fucking deal yeah i don't care if you say oh it doesn't matter if it's on social media yeah it does so because more people are fucking seeing it it's gonna Mm -hmm. make more people mad yeah it's going to make more people fight so one of the most interesting headlines that i read this this week. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas pastor allegedly killed elderly neighbor with a shotgun while young daughter watched. What? what? End quote. Sorry. For what? This is all of my headlines are from, are from Oxygen today. Okay. This man looks smug as a bug in a rug. Do you see him? Oh, yeah, he mm-hmm. does. He, he looks, looks like, oh. He looks like he's proud of, of My it. shit doesn't smell like Ugh. anything other than fruits and berries and potpourri, honey. <laughs> potpourri. Quote, Before the attack, Andrew allegedly yelled at his neighbor, Mildred Olivo, to put clothes on while she was in her hot tub, end quote. What? Why does she need to put clothes on in her own hot tub? (laughs) Right. Don't you either be, you're either naked or in a swimsuit. Yeah. He was pissed off about it. Is that in one of the Ten Commandments or something? Yeah. So he had his young daughter watch her kill or shoot, I guess. He didn't know he was going to kill her. But yeah, you fucking did. What's your intent, really? Mm-hmm. God, exactly. Asshole. The next one I pulled. Okay. Do you remember Mythbusters? Yeah. Okay. Quote, Mythbusters co-host Adam Savage. Do you remember him? Which one is he? Does there, is I there a picture? I think he's blonde. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, there, I don't know if there's one. I remember a redhead. Is there a redhead? Everyone that watches Mythbusters is, is probably like. Us. Don't you know? <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) quote, Mythbusters co-host Adam Savage accused of raping sister as a child in new lawsuit. Isn't that dirty, disgusting, devious, dumb, terrible, awful, wretched, nasty. I'm looking up. Oh, he's that one. Yeah, he's the one I was thinking. The blonde, right? Or is it red? It's like blondie ready. Yeah. And he's got like the beard. Yeah. Um, okay, this says, Adam Savage's younger sister has claimed that Savage began sexually abusing her when she was only seven years old mm. and he was nine. Television personality Adam Savage has been accused in a new lawsuit of sexually assaulting his younger sister when they were both children. Savage's younger sister, Miranda, filed the lawsuit, alleging that her brother began repeatedly raping her in 1976 when he was nine and she was seven. This is according to court documents obtained by E! News. End quote. That is fucked. And that took her a long ass time. Yeah. So good for you, Miranda. Can you sitting around at Christmases and Thanksgivings with this fucking guy? Um, My last one for today is also from Oxygen. All three of these are from Oxygen. I love Oxygen. (laughs) Quote, I don't like this, mommy. Couple accused of abandoning disabled 12-year-old son at old house while they lived in a new house. End quote. What? Mm-hmm. This says, quote, Janine Allen allegedly told witnesses she did not want her wheelchair-bound son to damage the walls of no. her new home. What the yes. fuck? So they left him there. Quote. Alone. Alone? Mm-hmm. Quote. Alone. <laughs> a Missouri couple is facing child endangerment charges after allegedly leaving their disabled preteen son alone at their old house for weeks oh. while the rest of the family lived together in a new home. The rest Could of the family. Could he even get himself to the toilet and Janine fed? Allen, Janine Allen, 30, and Brendan Luke, 29, were arrested on charges of felony abuse, thank fucking God, or neglect of a child after a neighbor called police in early June to report that a 12-year-old boy with cerebral palsy... Oh. 
so probably not depending, had been left to live by himself in a home in Blue Springs for a number of weeks, the Kansas City Star reports, end quote. Fuck you. I hope they rot in hell. I hope they rot in hell. I hope they rot in jail, and then they rot in hell. Yeah. You guys are adults. How disgusting are you? How, as a mother, how could you do that to the child that you grew? Yeah. That was my last one, aside from, there was also one about Lori Vallow, who we fucking hate. Oh, yeah. Um... A faking cancer yeah i saw something, something about Go that fuck too. yourself Lori Vallow. Yep. Vallow. i'm about tired of you yep. the headline that's been all over the place lately that's really stuck out with me is that um canadian sportscaster dan o'toole have you seen this face <gasps> dan o'toole yeah yeah i didn't know him by name i didn't know who he was but i've seen him but all his one month old daughter was missing one month old and i'm just really I'm, like really quick can a one month old walk somewhere no no so she had yeah. to physically be Taken. 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 Yep. So this is what he shared on Instagram. He put a picture of the newborn named Oakland. Her name was Oakland. Oh, mama. It says, quote, my baby Oakland, I'm praying that whoever has you is holding you, that whoever has taken you from me is protecting you, that however, it says however, that whoever has you lets you come back into my arms. I love you, Oakland. I can't wait to one day hold you again. My heart is broken. I am broken. End quote. They got her back. He said his ex-wife had nothing to do with it. Corey O'Toole. Wait, so were they... But there's no other information about where she was or who had her. So she's alive. As far as I know. As far as this is like the most recent update. Yeah. I'm weirded out. Isn't that... I just thought this one was really weird. Another thing he said in that Instagram post, quote, To be clear, Oakland is alive, we think. But we don't know. I have a one-month-old child and I don't know where she is. So isn't that weird? I don't understand what was going... Was he on drugs? I don't know. Oh, got him. He deleted the Instagram post of whatever it was. It's just very strange. I just thought that was weird. Yeah. All right, Tori. I've got our QOTD from Instagram. This is from our stories from a few weeks ago from Amanda. Ooh, hey, Amanda. Thank you. (laughs) It's a funny one. Oh, God. Okay, I'm ready. Amanda wants to know, if you were to join the circus, what would your circus act be? (laughs) Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I would probably be shov- shoveling the animal shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my act would be to protest the poor treatment of the animals. Yeah, that would be a definite thing yeah. for me. But I like but like really, that. like if we're just gonna, you know, have fun with this. If, what do yeah, you think? if we're gonna have fun with it, I would be like this badass bitch in a in a black um, leather jacket riding on a motorcycle doing tricks oh like the ones that go up in the yeah. balls and like go upside down yeah or the that would be me things mm-hmm. i always liked the tightrope walker women Ooh, that's fucking terrifying that is scary but they always had like the big nets and shit so it didn't seem too bad i probably could never fucking do it do you know i've never been to a circus really yeah never yeah i would okay i would aspire to be the tightrope walker bitch yeah i would probably in reality be a shit shoveler or a, a clown <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's just how it is. We win some and we lose some. Yep. All right, Amanda. Thanks for your yeah. thanks for your question. Thanks, Amanda. So we're talking some conspiracies today. Ooh. That's the noise. That's the conspiracy noise. <laughs> ding. <laughs> that's how it ends. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> and conspiracies, they are. Yes, they truly are. And I just um. I, you guys will have to tell us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, do you like when we do these conspiracy ones? Yeah, what do you Should like? Should we do them more? What do you want? Yeah, what do you want? What do you fucking want? What do you fucking want out of us? I'm going to be telling you about the Georgia Guidestones. Let me just tell you, I know nothing about this. Okay. Or as some like to call it, America's Stonehenge. No idea. It's actually this big um, like monument made out of these giant granite slabs. And I'm going to show you a picture real quick, just so you can have a visual. Okay. That's what they look like. Okay. Do people go there to see that? Yeah. Okay. So you've got the one slab in the middle, kind of like a column. You've got four that surround it, uh-huh. like these big flat ones right here. Uh-huh. And then there's a capstone that sits on top of them. It's about 90 miles east of Atlanta, just nine miles north of the center of the city of Alberton. It stands just over 19 feet tall. Wow. It's pretty big. And inscribed on these stones are a set of 10 guidelines carved in eight modern languages. 
and then on the top of that capstone there's an inscription in four different ancient languages. Now since the inscriptions, which I'll get to, I'll tell you what they are, they seem to focus on things like eugenics, internationalism, and population control, so not good. No. Um, because of that though, there of course there's like all kinds of conspiracy theories about them. Yeah, right. So before I get into what the inscriptions are, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how the stones got there. A mysterious elegant, well-dressed man who called himself R.C. Christian. Ooh, sounds like a pen name. It is. It was a pseudonym. He was visiting Elberton one day in 1979, and he strolled into the Elberton Granite Finishing Company. And he was like, hey, bro, I need this monument made, please and thanks. This R.C. Christian guy was acting as a spokesperson for a, quote, small group of loyal Americans. This anonymous group of people had been planning for this monument for over 20 years, they had the money to make it happen, and they'd chosen Elberton because the city was well known for having some of the finest granite in the world. So he told Joe Fendley at the Granite Company about the plans for these slabs, this monument they wanted to build. He said they would be a compass, a calendar, and a clock. They had to be astronomically aligned. They had to be able to withstand catastrophic events because whatever was left of humanity would need to use these guidelines they wanted to carve in mm -hmm. to reestablish a better civilization. Joe's like, uh, what? No. <laughs> no, no. Apparently he called Robert a nut. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And he was trying to like discourage him from getting this built, so he told them that this project would require special tools, extra workers, and like consultants, and he quoted him way above what the project would actually cost. The high quote did not deter R.C. Christian, though. He just nodded calmly and asked how long the project would take. And he inquired about a trustworthy banker in the area. Joe Fenley pointed this mystery man to a banker named Wyatt Martin. Wyatt Martin was the only man in Elberton, Georgia, besides Joe Fenley, that ever saw R.C. Christian in person. Okay. Wyatt was quoted as saying, quote, When this fella showed up, he was wearing a very nice, expensive suit, which made me take him a little more seriously. And he was well-spoken, obviously an educated person, end quote. But then R.C. Christian explained to Wyatt what he wanted and like what his secret society wanted uh -huh. and what they were planning on building. And Wyatt was like, hold up, wait a minute, you're weird. <laughs> he, said, he said, quote, I believe you'd be just as well off to take that money and throw it out into the street and into the gutters, end quote. He said R.C. Christian looked at him like he felt sorry for him. He just shook his head and said, you don't understand. Oh, it's mysterious. Yeah. But there was an agreement made eventually, and R.C. Mystery Man went off, chartered a plane, and scouted out a location to put these stones. Okay. When R.C. Christian went back to the bank to get things settled, Wyatt was like, dude, I need to know your real name and verify your identity. Like, I got to make sure you're going to be able to pay for this. Yeah, like, you who know? can just waltz into a bank right. with a fucking fake name mm -hmm. and get a loan? Yeah. Who are you, yep. RC? So Wyatt was like, this doesn't seem right. The two men finally came to an agreement, though. RC Christian would tell Wyatt his real name only if Wyatt agreed to serve as his sole intermediary, sign a confidentiality agreement promising to never disclose the info to anyone ever, and agree to destroy all documents and any records that had anything to do with the project. Isn't that fucking That's weird? That's fucking weird. Yeah, who is this man? RC told Wyatt that he planned to send money from different banks across the U.S. so that it couldn't be traced. This is like serious business. Like this would scare me. Yeah, like, me too. you know, I would not have signed that. No, I wouldn't. I would have given him. I would have passed him off yeah. to someone else yeah, for that yeah. loan. I don't even care if I got right. commission. Yep. Although that was a lot of money. So. Yeah. But Wyatt agreed to all this, and so plans to build the guidestones were put into place with over ten pages of specifications. A few months later, RC or this group of anonymous people purchased a five-acre parcel of land from a farmer, and on March 22, 1980, the Georgia Guidestones were unveiled to a group of somewhere between 100 and 400 people. Nobody wow. can agree on that. Eventually, R.C. transferred ownership of the Guidestones and the land back to Elbert County. But these guidelines engraved into the four main stones, they move clockwise around the monument, starting from due north, and they're engraved in English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, traditional Chinese, like the actual Chinese characters, mm -hmm. Arabic, and Russian. The guidelines read as follows. Are you going to read it in Chinese? Yeah. Okay, good. 
One. <laughs> One. Maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Two. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Three. Unite humanity with a living new language. Four. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Five. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. I like that one. Six. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Okay. Okay. Seven. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could use some of that right now. Eight. Balance personal rights with social duties. Face masks, anyone? Yeah. Face masks, anyone? Hi. Hello. Is anyone out there? Put it on and stop fucking taking it off. (laughs) Care if your grandma dies. I'm going to have my freedoms. I need my lips out so I can talk my useless (laughs) bullshit. Nine. Prize truth, beauty, love. Seeking harmony with the infinite. I don't know. Is that like Bo Peep Haley Bop? I feel like that's I'm one with the stars type of thing. Ten. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. I like that. Yeah. I don't want to be a cancer on the earth. I don't like those first few at all. No, no, no. Those are a little intimidating, scary, weird, fucked up. There's also a tablet that sits several feet west of the guidestones that's level with the ground. And it kind of explains everything about them. So you go read this, read all about it. This granite tablet lists information about the main structure, like its height and weight, when it was erected, and astronomical shit. It also says that there's a time capsule buried underneath it, but the spot where they were supposed to like fill in the date to open the time capsule was uh-huh. just left blank. So Ooh. people debate back and forth whether there really is one or not under there. But I feel like, why can't we just dig it? I'll yeah, dig well, it. Exactly. Give I'll me go a fucking do it. shovel. I want to see it. There are four translations into four different ancient languages around the edge of this tablet. And those include Babylonian and cuneiform, classical Greek, ancient Egyptian and hieroglyphics, and Sanskrit. So this is what it says on the left column of this tablet. Astronomic features. Author. R.C. Christian, a pseudonym. Sponsors, a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. Time capsule, placed six feet below this spot on blank to be opened on blank. Hmm. On the right side of the tablet, it lists the exact measurements and weights of the stones, and it goes into like, it's like a lot of detail. I wonder why they did that. I don't know. But it goes into a lot of detail, so I'm not going to read all of, like, the measurements and stuff because that's boring. Those four outer granite slabs on the main structure are aligned with the limits of the 18.6-year lunar declination cycle, which is a lunar standstill. The column in the middle has a hole drilled into it at an angle, which will show you the North Star if you look through it. And it also has a slot that's aligned with the sun's solstices and equinoxes. The capstone on top has a tiny hole that lets a ray of sun shine through it at noon every day. And it shines a beam onto the center stone that indicates the day of the year. Like, no wonder the guy from the Granite Company was like, "Uh, I don't want to do that. No (laughs) shit. That sounds like a lot and a lot of like... um, too much. Like, it's going to be like, perfectly engineered right. and all that shit. That's a lot of effort. Yeah. And we know. And they're huge. We know what Cruel and Unusual likes. We like yeah. minimal That's effort. That's actually one of my like life mottos. M-E-A. Yep. Minimal, minimal effort, effort always. always. Seriously. That's always <laughs> been like my main thing. I'm like, how can I do this with a min? I'm not kidding. And it's not even a lazy thing. <laughs> no. It's just a like. Efficient I don't want thing. to spend more time on this it's than I have It's an efficiency thing. Yeah. Yes. Work smarter, not mm-hmm. harder. Mm-hmm. So remember, like, okay, those 10 guidelines that I told you that right. I read you. A lot of people think those are guidelines for the end of the world. And, like, it's, I think it's, like, clear. That's what it's supposed to be. Right. A little doomsday, like, checklist of sorts for saving humanity and creating a new post-apocalyptic society and saving civilization. But there are a lot of people out there that hate this idea because they think the stones were meant to create a new world order. In 2008, the stones were vandalized with paints and all these slogans like death to the new world order and God is stronger than the, un- than the NWO. Jesus Christ. But I mean, like, when you think about it, the guidelines, like those first few guidelines are pretty scary. Yeah, like, I Keeping agree. the population under 500 million, reproducing wisely. It makes you think of Nazi Germany, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some people think the population control guideline is a call for genocide. I get why people could be like um, nervous about it or like yeah. scared or something. I understand why there's so many like different theories. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, but yeah, some people think that that population control is a like a, a call for genocide. The global elites plan to kill us all and create this enlightened society that wouldn't fall because of overpopulation and rights being trampled on. They lust for power and total domination and want to gain complete control of the world to further their own goals. Like, I'm not going to get too much into the NWO thing. I'm not yeah, Alex we, Jones, yeah. but like you get the point. Some conspiracy theorists think that the fact that most people don't know about these stones is proof of the control these dark spiritual forces have over what and how the American people think, and that most of us are just blissfully ignorant. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are blissfully ignorant to what really happens. Yeah, I agree. With a lot of different, they, well, with a lot of different things too. Not, right, you know. and people enjoy being blissfully unaware. Yeah, like they choose yeah. to stay in mm-hmm. their homes and in their little shells and in yeah. their little safe space environments. Yeah, and not know about anything else yep. because it's easier for them. Yeah, exactly. Guideline number three says to unite humanity with a living new language. So if you're well versed in the B I B L E. That's not the book for me. Um, (laughs) You know that the book of Revelation says that one common tongue and one world government were the work of the Antichrist. And even so, within a few months of the Guidestones being erected, a coven of witches from Atlanta would go to the stones every weekend to perform pagan rites. Was it me? This kind of perpetuated the theory that the Guidestones were built as a gathering place for worshipping all things evil. The stones are used for occult and mystic celebrations to this day, but that's probably because of the astronomic features. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know how vastly misunderstood the occult can be. Yeah, you right. Know? Right. Some people even say that the stones can be used to convey psychic messages. Ooh. That if you stand in front of the monument and stick your arm straight out in front of you, go ahead. Wait, both like of them, this both or of like them. this? Both of them. Wait, them okay, so out. we have to tell them because if yes. I would have just done that, I would have done it like that. Okay. You stick them straight out in front of you. Okay. One palm up and one palm facing down. Okay. And the stones will talk to you. You don't have any stones, so it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. But that's I what have, you would do. I have some little stones. Can this go on our creepy place bucket list? Yeah. Okay. We can see if we can get some psychic messages. Ooh, that would be nice. But even still to this day, there are a lot of local religious leaders who just can't stop talking about this evilness. And one of them even moved his whole ministry because and of I'm it. And I'm sorry, if you have to talk about shit that much like that, like in yeah. this context, yeah. there's probably something more to it. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. He's afraid, that guy Paranoia, paranoia. Another theory is that the Guidestones were built on a power nexus. Uh-huh. I couldn't find much about this theory, but... Um, apparently it's a huge center of power hidden from the world that will be released at an unknown date and just take care of the mess that our world is today. Oh. I don't know if that means like a good thing or like it's going to literally wipe out I humanity. Think wipe it out. <laughs> I, I don't think know. it's going to be like this magic fairy that comes like yeah. like scooping right. everything up and like <laughs> scooping up Donald Trump in a big but net like, and like tossing him into like, the ocean. Um, like uh native american spirituality spirituality behind it too so yeah. like i i don't i don't know um but the stones are there they're like catastrophe proof oh good and that's it's a list of what you're supposed to do when the world ends i don't know this is like <laughs> confuses this is a lot for my little yeah brain. some say the stones were built on sacred native american land the hopi tribe has long believed that signs will tell them when the fifth world or a new age will come about. And when that happens, our current world will be no more. Ancient prophecies said that when stone tablets are returned to the center of the world, this is when the new age will start. But is Georgia the center of the fucking world? I feel no. Um, Well, maybe though. The Cherokee seem to think so. In Hartwell, Georgia, the center of the world is a historic site that honors the location of the Cherokee assembly ground before their land was ripped away from them. I don't know. I it's don't fucking know. weird. It's weird. The, the whole I- thing is yeah. weird from start to finish. Yes, it's just, it makes no sense. The identity of R.C. Christian and this group of anonymous Americans is like, I think that's the most interesting thing to me, though. Like, who the fuck are these people? Right. Who, who does are this? you, Robert? Yeah. Who are your people? Mm-hmm. What 
sparked all of this. The identity of R.C. Christian is a secret that Wyatt Martin, the banker, vowed to never tell a soul. This is a quote Wyatt told CNN. Quote, he told me, if you were to tell who put the money up for this, it wouldn't be a mystery anymore and no one would come and read it. That had had to be part of the attraction to get people to come and read his 10 rules that he came up with. End quote. But I feel like that means that this person is a widely known person. Yeah. Because, and he must not be well liked. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Yeah. That's my immediate thought. Mm-hmm. Because if I, even if I, if I heard the name if, and I didn't know that person, yeah. I would still be intrigued to want to go see it. Right. Yeah. But if I knew it was Kanye West yeah. or Donald Trump, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. Right. You know. Exactly. The only other person who worked closely with this R.C. Christian guy was Joe Fenley from the Granite Company. It's probably like yeah. Joel Osteen or whatever his Joel name is. <laughs> oh, fuck him. He's a <laughs> fucking dick. He really is. Oh. Or like Joyce Meyer. Yeah, the yeah. The lady. Right? He's probably one of those yeah. people. But uh, Joe Fenley is dead now, too. He's been quoted as saying, quote, that was a gentleman's agreement between us. And he lived with it, and I lived with it. When I'm dead and gone, nobody will ever know who put it there. End quote. Isn't that fucking weird? I would have had so to tell only someone. Two, yeah, there was only two people that saw him. Wyatt was the only one, I think, that knew his real name. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm unwell over this. Yeah. Not too long after the Guidestones were built, Joe and Wyatt, Joe Fenley and Wyatt Martin, actually came under speculation. A lot of people thought that they were working together and that they were R.C. Christian. Yeah. It got so bad that they even agreed to take a lie detector test. Wow. They both passed, though. So... I mean, lie detector tests. Are I feel like stupid, I could easily pass a lie detector yeah. test. Yeah, so, like we'll probably never know who no. R.C. Christian was, or like the group of people, or like the secret society. And because if they know. weren't doing it themselves, what what's their motive? Yeah, like what is the motive behind it? You would, I mean, they, I think they feel like they knew something that yeah. we didn't know, or they thought they knew something yeah. we didn't know, or they were just fucking delusional and have money. I thought to you spend. were going to say fucking dweebs. Well, or they're fucking <laughs> delusional dweebs. <laughs> With money to spend. Yeah. I don't know. Money to burn, honey. Money to burn. Mm-hmm. And he even went through the trouble of, like, sending the money to pay the bank from all over the country. It's just weird. Yeah, exactly. I and know. I feel like that would not be a thing if it was Wyatt and, um... Yeah. James. James. Right. Jim. John. 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 Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it was Joe. Can we leave that in yeah. there? That was good. Okay, so... Okay, I'm so... coming at you... Oh, God. With... <laughs> the jfk conspiracy but really yeah but it's not like the whole thing okay i figured eventually we could really do a whole big episode on this like it's a so deep dive. a deep dive yeah. a dive all the way down to the 12 foot dwight swimming pool <laughs> okay okay so we all know so i'm just going to kind of briefly go through this part okay and then i'm going to get to a couple of the different conspiracy theories so we all know the timeline, right? So I'm going to give you just a little refresher. So okay. on November 22nd of 1963, JFK was assassinated. We all know that. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. So he and Jackie O are rolling down the street in their vehicle, and they're sitting with the top down. I don't even mm-hmm. know if it had a top, but it was down if they had one. And they're waving and having a grand old time, seeing all the people that came out to support them on the streets. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose and he gets shot and he dies. And it was concluded that it was by a fella named Lee Harvey Oswald. We all know that name. Mm -hmm. He's got three names, so we know that he's a fucking serial killer. He's got to be something bad. Truly. Um, And then Lee Harvey died two days later, also assassinated. And this was by Jack Ruby. Mm -hmm. We know these names. We know these people. We know the timeline. We've been talking about it for fucking decades. We've heard the story. Now it's time to dive a little bit deeper. Real quick. So I have Jack, right? Jackson. Jackson. We call him Jack. Uh-huh. When I was pregnant with Hannah, we were trying to figure out a name for her, and Ruby was on my short list. Oh, yeah. I remember but that But then it was. I posted something about it on, like, Baby Center or something, and this <laughs> this one, like, commenter, she's like, um, maybe you should think about, like, Jack Ruby and, like, that <laughs> connotation. Like, okay, never mind. That's It's not going to be Ruby. But I now remember. it's fucking Jack Hannah, the yeah. animal guy. Yep. Because her name is <laughs> Hannah, Jack Hannah. And then Jackson and Hannah from Hannah Montana. Yep. The siblings. Yep. You fucked that up I on your own. I can't win, but I love their names, so I don't care. Okay. 
Now, there was a man named Abraham Zapruder who filmed it. And so he had film of this actual fucking footage. And it went on to be this big goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was used, like, in in uh, the investigation. It's been shown all over the place. You can't... I don't know if you can find it on YouTube anymore. But you could find, like, very edited versions for a long time on a, on a lot of different social media outlets. I don't know. Don't quote me. Who knows? Now, they concluded that lee harvey oswald was in the sixth floor it was the southeast corner Mm -hmm. of the texas school book depository where he fucking worked so it was like easy to be like oh that's where we're gonna be yeah um and he had access he had total access to the building he knew blah 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 this is just what was concluded when they investigated Mm -hmm. so there's a little thing called the motorcade route a motorcade route is a procession of automobiles and it's usually like typically reserved for quote-unquote important people Mm -hmm. like presidents such as with jfk sometimes with celebrities or just people of power like i imagine like the royal family yeah to have a (laughs) fucking motorcade um we don't have a royal family we've got donald murray trump that's who we have that's who we have now, some people say that JFK's motorcade, like the route that was mapped out for this procession, mm-hmm. was kind of weird. There was a little something rotten in Ooh. Denmark. <laughs> okay. It's a little fishy. <laughs> a little fishy it smell. smell. Does it smell a little it fishy? It smelled a little salmon <sighs> Enough. <laughs> the two people who mapped out the route were Secret Service agents Winston G. Lawson and Forrest V. Sorrells. Okay. The route had a lot of twists and turns and caused the cars to go fairly slow during a lot of the ride due to the the twists and the turns. Yeah. <laughs> you got that? Um, so obviously, it. like, when you're fucking turning a car, you have to slow down. Right. So some people claim that this is kind of weird. Like, they were purposely wanting him to go more, like, slower than normal. Mm-hmm. So the shooter would have time yeah to get a to good do the shot. shooting yeah now if you aren't aware of this and you probably are but before a president goes somewhere his secret service team will kind of go and like scout out the area and when they did this before the motorcade they noticed that there were 20,000 20,000 20,000 2020 windows overlooking the route okay they didn't have enough people obviously to go and like fucking look and like double check all these windows so they decided to not look at any of them oh that's what you do convenient yeah seems about right i think we all know what happens next he gets shot Mm -hmm. he dies we go from there now lyndon b johnson was the vice president at the time Mm -hmm. and he was sworn in obviously immediately like that happens when when a president is hurt or shot or needs someone in the interim yeah you know but obviously he dies so he's sworn in lyndon b johnson who i'm probably going to call lbj from now on out because i'm lazy um created something called a commission to investigate the assassination of jfk and the death of lee harvey oswald LHO doesn't sound as good as JFK and LBJ, no. so I'm just, I'll call him Lee Harvey Oswald. Which is Lee. It was <laughs> Lee. It was headed by Supreme Court Justice Earl Warren, and it was found that there was only one shooter when they investigated, and that that shooter was indeed Lee Harvey Oswald. Oswald tried to totally renounce his American citizenship at one point. He was an easy target, you know, to either, like, get him to shoot him, or pin it on, or whatever. There mm-hmm. People say so many different things, but right. he was a troubled dude. Same. Um, my dad, I was actually talking to my dad about this, because he's very political he's very historical mm-hmm. he's very well educated honey he wins him a zon verona kinsman okay mvk um, all the way no but but he is very um he loves to learn about presidents mm-hmm. it's what he's into he knows like the doctor's names that worked on him on on jfk oh, really? they were trying to save him yeah, yeah. he knows fucking everything um so i was asking him a little bit about this earlier today when i started my research <laughs> and um he told me that Lee Harvey Oswald was a patsy and he denied it. And he's like, what famous shooter denies that they shot the person that they shot? Most of right. them are like trying to do this for like in the name of something yeah. or to get a name for themselves. My dad's like, that doesn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my dad clearly doesn't think it was like him with a motive on his own. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I agree that usually they want the notoriety. Yeah. They want the that's fame. why they fucking do yeah. it. 
Um, so I thought that that was interesting because I didn't even think to put that in there. Mm-hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald was a Dallas resident and he was under active surveillance by the FBI. Mm. The FBI did not inform JFK's Secret Service about this, even though he was employed at the book depository, which was on the fucking motorcade yeah. route. Yeah. But the Secret Service did not tell the FBI what JFK's motorcade route was, so they did not know. Okay. Okay. All right. So this was just heavy, 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 heavy miscommunication at its finest, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And I could be wrong because I normally am, but that's what I think. Right. Now, authorities found the gun that Lee Harvey Oswald supposedly used hidden by the window in the book depository, and it's it showed that he had fired three shots because there were three shell casings on the ground there, matching the bullets recovered at the scene of the assassination. Mm-hmm. So the first bullet, it, what was reported, is that it totally missed. It was just like a, a willy-nilly practicing whatever, fuck off, I'm just going to do this, and okay. then we'll just see what happens, okay? So that didn't even count, right? All right. Now the second bullet hit JFK in the neck, and it hit Governor Connolly. Now, the governor was sitting directly in front of JFK. Mm-hmm. And some people, okay, let me tell you exactly like how it hit them. It is said that this bullet was called the magic bullet, right? Ooh. It's like coined as a phrase that it's like very well known now. Yeah. It hit JFK. The bullet entered through the back of JFK's neck, exited from the front, went and entered into Connolly's back, like up towards his shoulder area. Okay. And then exited right under his right nipple and then went through his wrist. Oh, it's wow. very strange, but let me tell you how it was. So of course people are like, that could never happen. How could that happen? Blah blah blah. And maybe it couldn't. But the reason that they From a high trajectory? Yeah. And the reason that they say that it could happen is because Jackie O and JFK were sitting they they were positioned above the two the driver and and Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were they were positioned above the driver and Governor Connolly. They were sitting down a little bit lower. So obviously, like, if you're thinking about it, the bullet comes through, hits him, goes through him, and then Governor Connolly is sitting, like, with his wrist like this. Okay. Okay, so then it goes right through his wrist. Right. Okay, so that's how they explain that. I feel like that makes sense, especially if he was he was shooting from high up, too, yeah, he right? Yeah, he was on the sixth Street, floor of yeah, the building. That, yeah. And the third bullet is the one that hit jfk in the head killing him yeah that was like the ultimate one that actually killed him Mm -hmm. the strange thing about the magic bullet is that it was still intact after going through two bodies and splicing through flesh five or six times really because you know it has to enter an exit enter an exit enter an exit Mm -hmm. um now the warren commission which as you remember was put together to look into the death of jfk and lee harvey oswald Mm -hmm. They say this whole magic bullet theory just isn't even important to their investigation. Just like, beep, beep, bop, boop. Nope. Okay. I don't care about that. That doesn't yeah. matter. Blah, blah, blah. Um, however, in the Zapruder film, which was, you know, that infamous recording, it shows that there is simply just not enough time for Lee Harvey Oswald to fire those two shots that close together. Shots one and two. Okay. Which makes people say that there was a second, second shooter. Second shooter. Second shooter. Second a second shooter, shooter honey. Second shooter. Okay. Um, now, and also, Connolly, the governor at the time, mm-hmm. said that he believes it was two bullets as opposed to this magic bullet theory. Mm-hmm. He believes one bullet hit JFK and another one hit him as opposed to the second bullet going through JFK's neck and then through his back and wrist. Okay. So, he so even the person three? there thinks it was a different person shooting. So I just thought that that was pretty interesting that someone that was there, let alone in the middle of it, mm-hmm. basically says that there's two shooters. Right. Right. Yeah. There was acoustic research done in the 70s that found six points that could have been gunfire. They were like these echo patterns that could have definitely been gunfire. Okay. So that's six different points. Yeah. Right? Right. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Footage from a different angle that has gone missing... Oh, how convenient. Mm-hmm. So there was footage from a different angle. And it was said that they could see like gun smoke and maybe even a shooter. And the person's granddaughter, her name is Cynthia Nix Jackson. This is the granddaughter of the person who filmed it. Okay. She actually sued the U.S. government for $10 for the return of the footage. And this was in 2015. And they told her that the film has not been seen since 1978, since the House Select Committee on Assassinations, which was the committee formed two years prior to look into the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and JFK. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, It was formed after 
it was confirmed that the CIA withheld information from the Warren Committee during their investigation. Hmm. The fucking CIA. And they withheld it purposefully. It wasn't oh, yeah. just like, oh, you know, oh, we forgot. We simply forgot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was like, oh, we're not going to fucking tell the committee this because mm-hmm. they're going to find some shit out that they don't need to find out. Um, I think it's also important to, to note, Alan Dulles was the head of the CIA at the time of all of this. And also on the Warring Commission. Oh. Right? So there's a double whammy. Interesting. Yes. And the CIA withheld the info to the Warring Commission. And Alan is the head of the CIA. Yeah. Hello? Hmm. Ring-a-ding-ding, motherfuckers. What's going on? Okay. Let me go back to my other part of my notes because I wanted to make sure I said that. Now, this is a quote, a direct quote from Wikipedia. The HSCA, which, like I said, is the House Select Committee on Assassinations, completed its investigation in 1978 and issued its final report the following year, concluding that Kennedy was probably assassinated as a result of a conspiracy. Hmm. That was the conclusion. Yeah. Whew. So in that addition, means that more than one person conspired right. to kill him. That is a conspiracy. That's what it is. This is still part of the quote. In addition to acoustic analysis of a police channel recording, the HSCA also commissioned numerous other scientific studies of assassination-related evidence that corroborate the Warren Commission's controversial findings. Wow. End quote. That makes my panties bunch. (laughs) Because it's like, wait, what? Alan Mm -hmm. is on the CIA. He's the head of the CIA. He is also on the commission. It was you. It was you, Alan, withholding information. These conspiracy theories, these this kind, I can get behind yeah. this shit. Oh, because it's the fucking government, I the CIA, yeah. Oh, yeah. the Secret Service, yeah. the president. With all of this being said, the main conspiracies here are that, well, I mean, there's a few of them, mm-hmm. but the one that I'm talking about is that there were two shooters, right? Mm-hmm. And then also that Lyndon B. Johnson, our boy LBJ, may have had a little something to do with this he may have had a little sinister motive honey jfk and jbl really didn't they weren't getting along like their Mm -hmm. planets were not aligned (laughs) they were not thinking on the same page they weren't vibing they were not vibing not at all and jfk said that jbl would not be his running mate Mm. Mm -hmm. if he were to run in 64 again jfk wanted a more progressive running mate and it was said that it was probably going to be the governor of North Carolina. Okay. Now, LBJ was like, whoa, 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 partner. <laughs> I am going to be a running mate or you're going to be assassinated. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He was like, no. It was JFK's goal to start pulling troops out of Vietnam. Okay. Mm-hmm. And LBJ wanted us to stay in South Vietnam and continue our role in the war because LBJ owned a large amount of stock in Bell Helicopters. Now, Bell Helicopters played a vital role in the Vietnam War, which was what was going on during the time that JFK was fatally assassinated. JFK started to pull the troops out of the Vietnam War. LBJ was not for it because he wanted to keep making his money. Good old American values yeah. right there. Now, LBJ no longer had control over Texas which was his home state. And JFK was like, dude, what the fuck? You can't even keep Texas? What are you doing? (laughs) So there was also a little bit of like um, angsty stuff with that too. Boy stuff, you know. Boy things. Just boy things. Boy stuff. Um, (laughs) So JFK thought that LBJ was kind of like slacking or dropping the ball a little bit. So there's just a lot of like weird, uneasy tension going on between the two boys. Also, there was a woman named Madeline Brown. She was supposedly at this high-profile party the night before the motorcade, and LBJ whispered into her ear. He said, After tomorrow, the Kennedys will never embarrass me again. That's no threat. That's a promise. A little sus. And well, now, I, mean, I feel like that was word. never like, super confirmed, yeah. but that's just a little titty bitty. Yeah, you can't confirm that, but no. interesting nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like... There, there was another theory talking about the Russians were behind it mm-hmm. because of the Cold War. I don't know right. about that. I feel like that's just more, that's even more of a stretch than LBJ yeah. to me, in my opinion. This makes the most sense to me if mm-hmm. we're going to play devil's advocate about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Also, the Chicago mob, the Miami mob, and the New Orleans mob, they all claimed that they were responsible at one point. 
James Files, who was a mafia hitman, said that he was in on this and part of some like grand plot between the CIA and the mafia. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence to support it, so I don't fucking know. Oh, boys. But now Sam Giancana, who was like the head of the Chicago mob at the time, was set to testify about his own role in a CIA like supposed assassination plot thing. Okay. And Sam got assassinated. Oh, I feel like tricky, tricky. That's not surprising, really. To me, it's not surprising to me, and I feel like it's a whole separate issue. Yeah. Um, it's all just fucking wild, Mm -hmm. man. It's fucking wild. It just goes on and on. Like you can just dig and dig and never get to the bottom. Yeah. And I feel like we could go into like a lot more detail about Lyndon LBJ. You know what? We could go into so much information about Um, this. Just the Kennedy family in general. Did you know that apparently it was like this like common knowledge that JFK was like whoring around? Oh yeah. And so Jackie O did it in turn. Mm -hmm. Jackie O was like, if you're going to be getting your dick wet and all these pussies (laughs) around here, I'm going to be getting my pussy wet from a dick okay and it's not gonna be yours a dick it's not gonna be yours jay f k k (laughs) oh but yeah i feel like we should do like a kennedy family tell all it's just crazy the whole it's it's a strange thing it's like a weird world that is so yeah that's all i'm going to talk about for this time because i feel Mm. like this episode could be 10,000 years long. Oh, for sure. And you should let us know. And obviously, we're still going to do reading, watching, listening. But mm-hmm. really quick, a little quick, another titty bitty. Um, you should let us know what your thoughts are about Katie's weird fucking stone monument yeah. tower end of the world thing. Have you been there? What do you think? And my JFK, was it LBJ? Was it Russia? Was it the Chicago mob? Who was it? Now, are you reading, watching, or listening to anything? I am, actually, what? Victoria. What? what? Tell me everything. Okay, I got that arc of Twisted Circles by yeah. Claire Contreras, and I'm so fucking excited. I actually, I mean, I've only gotten as far as the prologue. Um, it's book two. She's It's the Secret Society kind right. of uh, series, but right. it can be a standalone, too. You don't have to read the first one. The, the first one is called Half Truth, so. Yes. And this is Twisted Circles, and it's romantic suspense, but it's high on this mystery and intrigue and it's really we good. love a good romantic suspense around here at cruel and unusual we sure fucking do so i got that i'm excited i actually listened to a few podcasts because my kids have been gone for a couple days i listened to on the way here the latest true crime chronicles episode about this uh, this man and this woman just were found shot in the head on a park bench oh in just the another of the day park. yeah it's just really weird so i'm gonna finish that on the way home my favorite thing Though this past week has been watching oh, on Monday, yeah, Joseph James D'Angelo plead guilty to fucking everything, but he's just he's being fucking he's pretending he's, to be feeble, he's a loser, and old. And every time he was supposed to say guilty or whatever, his lawyer had to fucking nudge him, and yeah. he's just like, uh, uh, yeah. guilty, uh. <laughs> he's the worst. He's 70 something, 74, yeah. yeah, and he's acting like he's 174. Do you know? I hate that him. my grandfather is 92 really and he's walking oh, he is, around yeah. yes like hi he's i understand pretending. that yeah. people from are like all walks of life and sometimes people can't even get out of bed in the morning but like you're 70 something don't be yeah. like i'm i'm nodding off guilty he's like guilty. Guilty. in 2018 right before they arrested yeah. him he was like hauling lumber yeah. and on his stupid fucking motorcycle shut being up a james loser. So yeah, it's it was just really satisfying and um stuff even came out about him after they arrested him trying to like say that he had like a split personality and he blamed it on this Jerry and he was able to suppress that and that's why he stopped killing. Just bullshit and I'm glad that he's just going to rot in a cell. Also, I'll be gone in the dark was so good did you watch the first i watched one? it so i watched good. it twice <laughs> did you yeah so i good. posted about it on twitter and um yeah jen said that she cried and i feel that and i have to respond to her it's because just i'm sad. so bad at tweeting yeah but yeah it's sad and then i'm i'm explaining to tanner because he watched it with me like who how everyone's all connected he's yeah. pat and oswald came on he's like wait that's a comedian. I'm like, yes, yeah. keep up. But it was so good. And it's on tonight and I'm excited. I know. So. I've been just, I for some reason, I thought it was on Friday night last week. And then I thought it was on Saturday night. So I'm like checking it each night. Yeah. Sundays. And then I really double checked this morning and it's on tonight. Sunday is on HBO. Okay. What about you? What's going on? Um. Well, I wrote like 25,000 words this week and we have, oh, reading nothing. 
I'm not reading anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have the brain capacity right now. Yeah. Watching nothing aside from the Golden State Killer thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll be gone in the dark, obviously, mm-hmm. like we just talked about. And a lot of little baby bum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really well versed in all of the songs. Hickory Dickory Dock. Oh, good one. Five Little Ducks. Solid. Um, Daddy Finger. Five stars. Fucking weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but aside from all of that, we have... Oh, and I'm not listening to anything. I've been a very bad podcast supporter yeah. the past few weeks. I just don't have the fucking time. Mm-hmm. I don't have the fucking time. There's so much going on. Yeah. We have some news, though. And the news is that yesterday we just released a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember Raven's Grove? The romantic suspense that we put out in January? Well, honeys, the companion follow-up novella mm-hmm. is out now. Go grab it. What are you waiting for? If you've read Raven's Grove, you'll you know that last line was mm-hmm. a fucking doozy. It was a doozy. And it and raised a, half. a lot of questions. Yep. It kind of undid everything. So Redemption will just answer everything for you. It'll answer everything. Yeah. And it's a novella, guys. It's not a full length book. No. It's nice and short. So if you have not grabbed that, go grab that, please. It'll be free in Kindle Unlimited. They're both in there, so you can start at the beginning yep. and, and go all the way through. Yep. And they're both very quick reads. I quick think chapters, so. quick reads. Yep. It, well, it's, they're page turners, yep. if I and don't say so myself. In case you guys have no fucking clue, it is a serial killer story. Yeah. There's a love story, too, but it's it's real high on the gore, I think. Ooh, it's very gory. And we've yeah. got some good flashbacks in there mm-hmm. from stalkery. the killer himself. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then your your book comes out tomorrow. Yes. By the time this goes up, it'll, yes, yeah. your book will come out tomorrow. Yeah. And then to totally switch fucking lanes on you, <laughs> flip, flop, flip, flop, flip, pool party. Um... My first little scootamooch into <laughs> into romance is coming out tomorrow when you're listening to this. That's Friday, the motherfucking 10th. Mm-hmm. It's called Blurred Lines. It's a contemporary romance. It's about, it's a second chance. That's the trope, okay? Mm-hmm. We have two book releases this week. Let us know if you get them. Obviously, we want to thank you. Yeah. We want to know your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's... I think that's that it? about it. Yeah. If you want to send us an email... Wait. You, oh. Also, real quick. <laughs> oh, boy. You guys, we really fucked this one up. Tuesday- and, and we've said that a lot. But we really fucked this up. Tuesday's episode. Tuesday. So, Angela's listener story, her tale from the coven. Mm-hmm. She renamed the people Adam Rose. <laughs> And we didn't even catch it. We're just uh-uh. like, oh, Aiden Rose. It's from fucking before the ninety days. I can't. I can't. And we've talked about that show a million yes, times. Yes, we have. I'm here, like in February, March. Yep. And we it was it, oh, went, it went right, right over, over our heads. Right over. It flew real fast, right over our heads. So Angela, <laughs> I know I already messaged you about it, but I loved that you did that. We and we <laughs> also love your stories yes. because they're the fucking best, and you're the fucking best. So yeah. thank you so much. Um, and I'm so sorry that we didn't get the Ed and Rose I thing. I know. When I found that out, I was like, what a du- what a couple of dumbasses. Yeah. Honestly. Anyway. So, guys, if you want to send us your story for a Tuesday episode, you can do that at cruelandunusualthepod at gmail.com. You can look at our Instagram page. That is at cruelandunusualthepod. I tweet. She tweets. <laughs> cruelunusualthepod. Pod. I tweet every few days and you're going to love them when every I do. Every few days. You go on your little tangents sometimes. Not sometimes tangents, but like your sprees where you're yep. tweeting a lot. I'm tweeting and tweeting and tweeting this and tweeting that and tweeting up and tweeting down, tweeting all around. Come join a cult. Cruel and unusual colon the group on Facebook. If you want to see our source material, um, pictures, info, all that stuff, you can do that at www.com cruelinkmedia.com hey people probably stop listening just so they don't I'm have to hear that sure they get they are like <laughs> bitches that is coming up i'm stopping oh my god is that all uh um oh you can check out our patreon and our merch and our link trees yep you can find in our that. link trees if you don't know what our link tree is it's in our instagram profile yeah, in our instagram bio it says link tree something mm-hmm. something and, and twitter too i think yeah all right love you love you bye bye